Hello, and welcome to the Love and Business Podcast. I am Britt Arnold, president of Tegler Construction and Supply. And I'm Mick Arnold, president of Arnold Packaging and Arnold Automation. We are best friends, business partners, and married. Join us on our journey as we talk about business, love, relationships, family, the industry, and everything in between. In today's episode, we are going to be doing a 2024 look ahead. We will be discussing New Year's resolutions, or lack thereof, new professional and personal goals, ventures, focuses, what we're excited about, and what we're looking forward to exploring, experimenting with, and implementing in our businesses and in our lives in general. Welcome to Ace Rodney, Rodney Talks for the Superstars. Tonight, tonight, guest, the incredible. Well, before we do our 2024 look ahead, why don't you give the proper shout out? And hopefully our purple lights are doing it justice. Yeah, yeah, we went with purple today because the uh, the Ravens clinched the number one seed in the AFC after an, an epic beatdown of the Miami Dolphins. So if you're Dolphins fans, I'm sorry, but even you'd have to agree that was pretty pretty special performance. So as we always say around here, go Ravens. Proud Baltimoreans. Big time. All right, let's get right into it. Ready. So this morning I said to you, and this is the first time we've talked about it, I said, hey, babe. <laughs> at four thirty in the morning, exactly right. <laughs> as you went springing past I'm like, after oh. my workout, oh, I yeah. said, what, "Do you have any New Year's resolutions?" And your comment back to me, which I didn't even have to ask you. I already knew. I could have. I could have regurgitated back before you even told me what you were going to say. You said, "No, I don't. Uh, I, I don't necessarily. I don't think you said believe, but." implement them, maybe is a better word, because I'm always trying to evaluate and change real time as, as I go. And I get that. And I'm trying to do that too. And then I think we took the conversation just a couple, maybe 30 seconds further. And I said to you, while I agree, I also think the new year can be a great reset. Mm -hmm. And I think if you utilize it properly, it can, it can be really valuable. And you said, I agree. And I think that was the end of that conversation. Well, I think I did. I listen, I, I, I I do tend to say things with, with a finality at times that I'm not sure is right or, 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 or correct even. And if there is a part of the resolution piece that I, that I do like, I do agree with the reset part. And if nothing else, because it does set a start on the milestone for, if, you know, if you're a person that's trying to achieve something, then it could be X number of days, right? If, if, but my comment was really around, I mean, as soon as I identify something that, that would, I believe would make me better at whatever it is. And, and there's you know, a wide range of things that I'm trying to get better at. I have lots and lots of room for improvement. I, I usually don't wait. So that's part of it. And then there's another, there's another thing too, that we talk about, um, reviews and, and employee reviews and things along those lines. Like the, annual uh, reviews. Annual reviews. Yeah. That could be any number of things. And, and, the other thought press thought process of mine. Here we go. I already fumbled tongue episode two. <laughs> um, the other thing I think about is that that I generally am not good at things that I only do once a year. Sure. So a lot of times those reviews or setting these milestones where we meet or regroup if it has a regroup type feel to it. I, I just I just know that historically I have not been very good at those. So I do like the resolution part as it relates to having a hard stop or and or a hard reset or hard start, maybe hard start is the uh, is the right term there. But as it relates 
used to waiting for this day of the year called one one twenty four. I generally don't do that. I mean, the second I identify something, whether it's as small as a course correction for Mick Arnold to do something, be something different, better, then I want to get on top of it as quickly as I can. Um, but if something did happen to time up, you know, then I then I would grab it. And I, but I, I don't know. I just have never, never really been one around that that resolution idea. I agree, and I I very I very much so agree with your process, and I think I do that too. But I'm also not perfect at doing that, and I do think that sometimes at the beginning of the year it, it is a good time. I mean, last year this is so stupid, and I'm sorry to any of the guys listening, but females will know where I'm going with this. The skincare is very important, and last year at the beginning of the year I said. I'm going to make sure I do my skincare routine every single night. And I did yep. this year. So like it just a little habit change that I did. And I think what, what I wanted to, well, I do want to get granular and specific here because I think the audience appreciates that. But I also want to focus even more on the bigger conceptual piece here. And I was, I've really thought about this a lot. And it's not about the goals, or, you know, our resolutions or our goals, because if two, let, let me talk about a I love running. Let me put an analogy as a race. If two, it doesn't matter of what level lineups, say it's two elite athletes. They line up on a, on a um, line. They're towing the line. They both have the same goal. It's to win the race. Goals are pretty much useless. They may set some direction or target, but the goal itself there's not, there's not much, they're pretty useless. What is valuable is the systems, mm -hmm. the habits of the system. Like that is going to determine who wins that race, not the goal that they set. They have the same goal, mm -hmm. you know, you know what I maybe a little different, but they both want to win. Sure. Absolutely. So I think what the, the bigger thing as we go into the new year is just setting ourselves up to change systems and habits and how to do that. So as I was formulating, I do want to have goals as my targets, but what are the very small um, things I can execute that are small, but are going to make the biggest difference in achieving those goals and doing it better than I previously did it. And yeah, then other people as well. Right. What, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to back up for one. One thing I'm a big fan of doing whatever works for you. So just because Mick Arnold doesn't believe in, in or does not, um, you know, rally around or, or align around resolutions, it doesn't mean that everybody else shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I, I think so much of getting where you want to go is about finding what works for you. Yeah. Right. And, and this is just something after 30 years in this, in this job or, or role or, or learning myself or trying to be more self-aware as, as to what works and what doesn't, this is what I have found. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and as it relates to somebody else, I could be absolutely dead wrong where that's exactly how, what works for them and what resonates and is sticky, right? Because it's gotta be sticky too, right? It's gotta be something that you can, that you can repeat because what we're talking about is making small changes, but the, the, you know, the, the, the quote is, um, small changes over extended periods of time yes. yield big benefits. Right. So you have to be able, it has to be sustainable and being able as, as you just pointed out and, and being able to, to move and, and tweak things. Right. I mean, imagine if you're, if you're driving your stick shift car and you never took it out of second gear, right. It would have that thing where you have to be able to hit the clutch and shift gears. And that's what this process can, can look like too. So, 
I just want to just want to iterate that I'm a fan of whatever works for you. And just because, you know, Mick chooses to do it this way, it doesn't mean there's not even a better way. Hell, I might be here two years from now going, you know what? I blew that resolution thing as you and I figure out a lot on the fly as we talk. But yeah, we sh- I think if we're not doing that, then we're not doing a good job. Yep. And one thing I will interject that's interesting. I don't know this to be factual, but I'm seeing it a lot and I would bet all of my money that it is true. Uh, you will see a lot of people celebrate their their um, like sober dates on one one. So that has worked for a lot of people after the new year setting it. Like I I would guess that that's the probably the most celebrated date of an annual. I'm one year sober, two year, ten years. So that's that's interesting. This because I I think it does work. Yeah. For whatever reason, I mean, you know, that's that's really interesting. If you dig, like, why it's it's another day. Why is that? I, but I think as humans, there are certain things that are ingrained to us as goalposts. You know, certainly as you're young, there there is, I think schooling does a lot of that, you know, just the way school schedules play out. I watch the girls, you know, and as I think about how there there doesn't really seem to be goalposts or milestones. The in Ma- a lot you're of, saying the Mayans set us up for this? I, they they, kind of, <laughs> I don't, I, or the sun, right? Or just the way <laughs> yeah. the sun goes around the earth. Uh, or I, I mean, the other way, the earth goes around I, the sun. I, I know what you meant. Yeah, thank you. I should have corrected oh, you, though. But you know, I, my yeah. love of science. I can't believe I just said that no, out loud. I'm, no. I'm, you corrected yourself quickly. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Um, so I think there's part of that that gets ingrained into into us and, and uh, just that whole part of it. And I think because of that, that has a, f- a familiarity that, that might pick people more comfortable. And if the idea, like you talked about the sobriety piece, if the idea is to win each day and you need to break it down into that increment. Um, this winning, is so interesting because I'm going to dig into that topic heavily, win each day as we get further along. Yeah. So if win each day is, a, and, and just by virtue of, you know, I'm going to start on one, one, and then I'm going to win that. I'm going to win one, two and one, three and one, four. And if that's something that works for you, especially if you're, if you're fighting something as, as challenging as the, the sickness of alcoholism, right? If you're, if you're trying to work towards sobriety and that's what it takes, then I love it. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. whatever it takes. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to butcher this. I just heard this quote on a podcast and it was something along the lines of talking about somebody that had, I'm going to say B in air quotes, sobriety. They were 30 years sober. I said, and they said the great thing about, uh, sobriety is that there's a cure. The bad thing is you restart every day. You have to restart every day and go back into, you know, what you just said one day, one every day. Yeah. So I, what I wanted to do is I do want to talk about uh, some specific goals, but then do what I just spoke about and break that down into just smaller habit changes of how I, we, um, are planning to achieve those goals. And I don't want to get into a lot, but I I think it's important that we're talking about this process and how I backed into it and looked at it this year. And I didn't do, I'm not a vision board person. I'm not sitting there journaling about it. This was super, not, this is me putting on paper for this podcast thoughts that I'm going to do in my head. Like I don't need to write, I already know what I want to do for this year and have it didn't just start on one one, but sure. I want to I want to break down that process a little bit. So one of the things we talked about last episode and have been talking about is sleep. And it's really something I want to work on for 2024. And I have said this for a long time and I've not done a damn thing about it. It hasn't got any better. So I want to actually do what I say as it relates to sleep. Um, and that's that's definitely a, a, a big focus. 
And so I'm like, okay, what are the the smaller things that we can do? And I've been listening to Matt Walker, and there are the the, the gent who created the um, the tape for your mouth, so you nose breathe. It's the Dream Tape. I just listened to him, but these are sleep experts. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of more clinical sleep studies and research that's being done, which is interesting to me that there wasn't so much prior. But I've been listening to that, and one of the things they all agree on is the most important thing to quality sleep is routine. Like you can put on the eye mask, the the cooler temperatures, the clothes, uh, make sure it's perfectly dark, all of that. But by far, it's having the routine, which is going to the bed at the same time and waking up at the same time. And for me, I know that I am simply not going to get what most would say is a sufficient amount of sleep by time in bed. To do everything I want to do, I simply am not going to physically be in my bed as long as one would suggest I should be. That's not going to change. But what I can change is the quality of those hours. So that's what I'm really focusing on. So one of those is that routine, getting in bed the same time, waking up the similar time. It's not going to be perfect. really want to focus on that. The other thing we talked about this morning is just eating at least three hours before we go to bed. We know from our Aura Ring data, there's no doubt about it, that affects our heart rate, our HRV, and our sleep. We haven't done a single thing about it. We've collected the data, and that's crazy to me. Like, we collect this data, we know it for certain after a year, and we've really not done much about that. Yeah, but I'll tell you why. So let's let's tell the listeners that the Aura Ring also says that our optimal bedtime is between 7.30 and 8.15 every night. So if I'm being honest, what I, I want 8 o'clock to be the time every night I'm getting in bed. It takes me an hour to fall asleep. I get up between three and four. My only point though was if you're going to eat three hours ahead and that eight o'clock target time, right? That five, has, we gotta that eat. is you eating at five o'clock, yep. which, which sometimes is challenging, right? I mean, I get it. In a perfect world, we would have our, you know, our faces filled and we'd be done eating by five. And, and yes, and we know, I mean, with these aura rings, as we, we spoke about in the last, are, are amazing in that, you know, we can't claim ignorance, right? You just were beating on us unmercifully about, we, we know this, yeah. yet we haven't done anything about it. Right. So there's definitely a little bit more of a hurdle in that we do have our bedtime range set on the earlier side, that whole idea of range, you know, our, our range is early, you know, very th- early, three, yeah. three-ish, four-ish a.m. until, and if you go at it hard throughout the day, you know, long about eight, you're pretty, pretty well pooped. You know, you put uh, in a, oh, put, put in a 15 hour day with an earlier range, which has an earlier range. So that part we're going to have to, we're going to have to work out and work into as it relates to being able to, to eat that eat in that time frame that would have us really leveraging our heart rate, which is such a critical component of readiness. It is. And I I don't want to say that, well, you know, we'll have to take it day by day and good enough will be good enough because if, if it's important enough, which I think as we're learning sleep is to every single thing you do, we will figure out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the sleep portion. And we'll share with our and we'll share with our fans too, because they yeah, won't have to well, figure it out. We can figure it out for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so that's a big one for me. The other one, um, we, I, I don't know if I, we talked about alcohol a little bit, and this goes into the sleep thing too. That's another thing. Like I'm, I'm not, not drinking alcohol. Um, that's it's a pretty easy system in place. Abstain. But the other one I, <laughs> the other one I just added was, and this one is going to be tricky for me, even more trickier is I'm going to do 90 days. I just told you this morning without caffeine. Oh Yeah. 
Zero. This is my first podcast without a Jocko fuel. <laughs> I look at Tommy because we both enjoy our Tom, energy Tommy drinks. over there laughing at you, slugging his Jocko <laughs> drinks. As he exactly. it. Yeah, so my first podcast. He looks a lot fresher than we do, by the way. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I have this thing where I, I don't feel the effects of caffeine. Probably because I've drank too much caffeine over the years. My right. body is so acclimated. Let's feel. Let's see if you feel the effects of caffeine on the unwind. I'm psyched. <laughs> I'm going to go. And I, I heard on another Tim Ferriss' podcast, he does the random show with Kevin Rose, which I really enjoy. And he was talking, Kevin Rose was talking about giving up alcohol and he was talking with his therapist and he was like, okay, I'm going to do 30 days dry January. And she's like, well, that's great. But like everyone does that. Like you do something hard, do 90 days. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to do 30 days caffeine. And then I'm like, shit, I, I need to do 90 days. <laughs> well, we, we, so you have to, have to let the uh, listeners know, like you said, you don't feel the upside effects anymore because oh, how about the downside effects? You know, I've heard of things like headaches, you know, absence of caffeine can yeah, cause headaches yeah. in different spots. So I will way. say I, um, I decreased my caffeine intake tremendously. So I've only been drinking for a while now, less than 200 milligrams, 200 mm -hmm. milligrams. Um, so I've already started that process, but I still don't feel any of it. I just, I literally like the taste and it, it bring, I love having that drink that I enjoy during a podcast and I don't want that comfort. The thing, the thing that's very common between alcohol and caffeine, they're addictions. I don't want to rely on anything. I want to have way more willpower than any addiction. So giving that up and I, I, I don't, I don't want to lean on a comfort or something that's enjoyable. Like I don't need that. Hmm. I don't. So let's, I'm going to do 90 days. And the thing I'm really excited about. So I was listening to a study by Roland Griffith who recently passed away I know, saw that. Um, from Hopkins who we had a, we actually had a brief exchange on email. He got right back to me and he, he studies a lot or he studied a lot in the, um, the psychedelic world, but he did a really longstanding up excuse me, research on caffeine. And he said caffeine is the most, one of the most powerful drugs there is. And he was saying, have you, after you do a stint where you give it up, if you just have a cup of coffee or something, what you will feel will be incredible. Hmm. So I'll do after the 90 days, cause I'm going to do 90 days because I said I am, I'll have my first. And we know that's March 31st because you said it on the milestone. Yeah, yeah. So that's helpful. Well, I know cause I only started today. Okay. I did not do it yesterday because I didn't even think of it yesterday. Actually, though, if you figure it out, it's probably still the same 90 days. Okay, what, whatever. But uh, whatever that turns out to be after that 90 day, I will have my first caffeinated drink on that, uh, that, that episode. Oh, God, I hope it's uh, on the episode. Oh, Jesus, help so us. So if I'm God, dancing on the table. <laughs> <laughs> you have to reset the cameras. It's one point up. <laughs> yeah. I like dancing. But, but yeah, so that's, um, that's another one. That I'm looking forward to, not really looking forward to, but I'm going to do. Let's see here. Okay, can I can I take a little tangent? I would like we still have to cover. We still have to get into business. Mm -hmm. What we want to do with the podcast, etc. But there is one thing I and I'm really I have not talked to you about this because I just listened to it. But Andrew Huberman had his most recent podcast, and he said it's he thinks it's one of the biggest breakthroughs and most exciting things in science that he has found in many, many years. And it has to do, it's called the mid-cingulate cortex. And what he was saying about that, they studied this, they found it, and it tends to be larger in really elite athletes, people who have gone through hardships and succeeded. 
And it's related, correlated 100%, they're finding, I guess you don't say 100% in science, 99.9% to willpower. And he was saying it can can shrink and it can get bigger. Hmm. Now, the thing about it is, and you have to do things, like hard things, if you actually study somebody doing challenging things, you will see it expand. But it will de- it will get smaller very quickly. Like it's something you have to put the work in each and every day. Here's the thing: a lot of people think it's about effort. It's not. He said if you run a hundred miles, but you enjoy running those hundred miles, it will not get bigger. It's only if you're doing things that you do not like. Oh, that no. is the key. Oh, I hate that thing. So it like you know it could be somebody doing. Um, Who wants to do things they don't like? Right, but it's it's made me a think, and because this this is science backed, so my, bigger as I'm going in 2024, I'm really really going to consciously think about because it's amazing. You can change the size of this thing and your willpower. And the thing is, there's two of them. There's a, two anterior mid cingulate cortexes in your head, cortices or cortex. Cortices would probably be right. Cortices yeah. in your head. Indices, cortices. Yeah. I think so. Oh, I haven't used the word cortices. I know. I've not used the plural of cortex. Maybe ever. Yeah. Yeah. Cortices. So I, I, yeah. But I used to learning show. But that's be- beautiful because we all have the power then. We all have willpower. Some people say, I, I just don't have the willpower as that other person. No, you haven't trained your willpower like that person. So I'm really thinking about that as there are difficult things. And it can be anything. I typically think physical when I'm thinking about this, but it could be anything. Mm-hmm. You're, you're increasing your willpower, which I believe overrides like passion and commitment and all that. Like, what does that really mean? Is those seem to be buzzwords. Like we all are passionate. We all are committed. But this thing about willpower, you're going to show up no matter how you feel, no matter what your emotions say. I think that is the biggest differentiator between people. And now we know that it can be trained. So that is just an observation I've made and something I'm going to th- really think about in everything I start to do. And it's like, wow, so you wanna, you're want to you going to have to live a life of challenge and misery? And it's like, well, you're going to have to do a lot of the hard things, yeah, Look, every single day, yes. I think the thing, uh, just listening and, and process, like I always am, right? I'm mm-hmm. always processing. I, I think uh, the, the thing about that is, we're so, we're so different. I mean, what I might find, so what the piece of that 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 uh, that that um, I think is so unique to individuals, the things that I find excruciating, for example, you might breeze through. Exactly. So there is not there is not a prescription. There's a different prescription for each person, for right? Sure. Because if you love it, like you might love something I hate, and if and therefore you know, your cortices are not, are not expanding, but I'm over here doing the same exact thing and it is awful and grueling and, and, and mine are. And I also, you know, the, the difference between the physical aspect, because, you know, some people might find the physical parts easy where certain thought processes or, or certain parts of thinking and or solving and or figuring out could be excruciating. No and that would be, that would be 
suppressing that part of their brain in a in a different way. That's hmm. a uh, I'm trying to is I'm and I'm playing back through. I mean, what are those things? I uh, I'd have to I'd have to just to be more self aware, real time and go like, oh, this this sucks. I wonder if I wonder if I'm working on my cortices over here. Yeah, and b- because I'm bringing to the table, of course, I've had time to think about it, mm-hmm. and so I will segue into what I've thought about. There's th- it expands way beyond this, but interesting that so working out and running and stuff most to a lot of people that's hard that's effort like do you want to want to run at 3 30 in the morning like I just don't I really truly enjoy that so while in my head I'm all like I'm accomplished and my cortex cortex cortices would tell you otherwise mm-hmm. what's harder for me is taking the measures to of recovery and rest and stretching I mean I hate it I I hate it. Uh, So that is part of my 2024 and not just 24. It's been and I've gotten I've gotten a lot better at it, but really focusing on the piece of my training in between running is that mobility and flexibility and recovery piece. That's definitely going to be more of a focus. And that is hard for me. Mm. I mean, me- that's a mental warfare for me to think I'm trading time and energy on that as opposed to putting the miles on my body. Yeah. But we know the benefits of it. So uh, you well, know, apparently there's two. There's two benefits, right? Between your between your cortices yes. and the actual preservation of your muscles and joints, because I watch how you beat your joints unmercifully, yeah. less of that and more of those two actually sounds like it has more benefit than you even thought, right? It, it is. And I think part of my plan is, this will be later in the year, is probably hiring. You know, we always, if things we're really interested in, and running is one of them, like we hire coaches for everything we do. Hire a coach and, and, you know, outsource somebody to create the systems and habits for me. Mm-hmm. A, I just don't, I, I don't know how to do that correctly. I'm, I'm not a run coach. Um, but just have someone do that. And, and like, this is the plan. Like, you have to do this. Because if you give me that plan, I will do it mm-hmm. to a T. Yep. So I think that will be part of, of my strategy of how to how I think I can stick to it because it's so easy for me to say, well, well, I'm just telling myself that I should stretch like maybe another mile. It's like, no, your coach said that who's an expert, who's the best at what they do. Right. So that might be the, the best strategy. Yeah. I think that how to part is, is so important. I mean, for any number of people, it's, again, this is going to seem stupid. This would be a, a duh, a dumb moment. I don't moment. think so. But, I, I don't know what you're going to say, but I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I broke a meeting before I came in here and, and I was, and uh, I don't think this is off topic, but I was frustrated with my teammates that were in the room because we had agreed on the meeting that we were going to have and the preparation wasn't any good simply stated it just wasn't any good so we continued to talk through it and I stopped being a frustrated ass long enough to actually learn sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't and what I realized was that all relatively new to the organization Mm -hmm. what I realized was that they actually didn't know how to prepare. What I recognized was there was no lack of effort. You know, there was papers all over the place and, you know, there was, there was lots of, of mental activity going on towards this, this information that they put together. It was just all the wrong information. So that's actually on me. But part of that is, you know, is you can work your ass off. And if you don't know how to prepare, or in this case, right, how to execute what you should be executing, how the hell do you even know what right looks well, like? Well, that's right. I mean, that just, that's that, exactly just right. that just goes into every single thing. 
And, you know, my takeaway was, gosh, guys, you know, I'm, I'm over here being a bit of a dick right now because I was frustrated with the thing that got us in the room in the first place. Mm -hmm. So much so that I, I didn't take enough time in the last meeting leading up to this one to coach them on how to prepare for the next meeting, not do it for them, show them where the nuggets were buried and then hand them a shovel and then come back in today expecting to see nuggets. And therefore we wasted time because I didn't, I didn't do the right thing. Um, and maybe, and, and didn't know in the moment, again, I think I was a little clouded because we've gotten ourselves into a bit of a, bit of a problem that we're working our, uh, working our way through, but I should have taken more time to, to show them how to prepare, which is this thing that you're talking about too. Not preparation so much here, but cause you're like, I, Hey, I don't like it. So I really don't want to commit any time mm. to it. Um, so maybe I just have to have somebody that's better at it than I do. Give me the recipe and I'm, and I'm happy to start cooking, but somebody has got to give me a recipe in yeah. this situation. Yeah, for sure. So that's a good one. I like it. So let's talk about, and I'm going to pass the ball. I've done a little bit too, too much talking no, in this no, one. No, no, so, thing. But I, I do want to, I am going to pass the ball immediately to you. Uh -oh, let's get into, bubble. let's let's get into business. You know, we're talking about some of our, um, while well, I'm talking about some of my personal goals. How about Arnold packaging? How about Arnold automation for 2024? What is the, because we spoke about, and maybe for other people who didn't catch our first episode, which if you didn't watch it right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. As fast as humanly possible. Uh, yeah. Um, you, your last year, you guys really focused on stabilizing and optimizing. What is your catchphrase? That's it. Stabilize and optimize. Stabilize yeah. and optimize. Yep. What does 2024 look like? Um, it, it's so different. You know, we, we, uh, touched on this a bit, but, but we saw the headwinds coming. I mean, we, uh, we were, we were watching, uh, the fed, absolutely committed to crushing inflation or as much as they could, which, which meant they were going to stop people from buying things because one of the, one of the ways to stop inflation is to decrease demand. So that flows through to a packaging company, right? When you're the person making the box that the goods go in, then it can only affect the packaging industry too. So we saw that coming and, uh, and started to prepare at the same time we were doing it in the midst of, um, a lot of new team members, right? A ton of new team members. We've spoken uh, at length about the type of turnover that we had in the pandemic and a lot of our people retiring, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that, you know, I, this place sucks. I'm out of here. It was, look, I've had a hell of a career and, and I've, I've, you know, put, put my, uh, I, I scrolled my nuts away and I have the financial flexibility to make this choice. And right now in the pandemic, this sucks. And I'm, and I'm making that choice. Mm -hmm. And we slowly but surely had to, you know, to refill at no less than eight positions, and those positions had 130 years of, of experience. So that was part of it, right? That that stabilized piece was to get great players in positions. You know, at no point did I ever was I ever worried about our understanding of the rule book or the playbook that we had built. But that's great if you don't have players to run those plays. It doesn't matter how good your playbook is. So that stabilization piece was about getting a lot of great players on the team and then starting to train them on what we do and, and how we do it. And we got into a, a, a conversation on one of the episodes about, I use the word proprietary a lot in that particular episode, but it was about understanding- More than any human being on the earth. More than, yes, yes. I set four records, Tommy, 
Tommy uh, fact check that. And I said, for <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I don't think I ever said that too in the podcast. Um, but, but it was really just me having an epiphany about how to go about training, right? It was understanding that certain parts of the information that our team will need to be successful is everywhere, right? It's, it's, it's on, it's on Google and it's everywhere else. And there are certain parts that are very unique to us and that I had to be very specific about breaking that out. And that was part of that stabilized, but then turning into that other word we just talked about, which was optimize, right? And finally starting to get a little bit of traction where, I mean, there are times when you have that much turnover and you know, right, that many new people where you feel like you're doing your job, but you also have, you still have fingers in every other part, right? It's like, oh, that's right. You're not quite ready yet. And you're running over and, you know, and, and keeping that ball in the air and then you've got your own balls. And then somebody else that's new, you recognize them dropping a ball that they don't even know because they don't even know what dropping a ball looks like yet. They're so new. And then you run over and help that ball up a little bit. And um, so those were two of the biggies for this year. But first of all, you know, first is to get great quality players into all of those positions. Mm -hmm. And that unto itself is is a tremendous challenge, even if you get it right. Right. That's if you in hiring eight people. Hell, if you were just you know, if you were 90 percent, you'd have to replace one of them right, or something like that. Right. So even if you're excellent 90%, then you still have one you have to double back on. And, and, uh, so that, that was, and, and fortunately very successful, you know, we, 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 uh, we add a lot of great, great players and now I am watching some, you know, the optimi optimization continue to, to get some traction and we're, and we're not there, right? I mean, there's, there's still a ton of work to do and, um, that's that's what 2024 looks like and and getting back to you know we've we've got to 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 make up some of the sales that flattened off or even dropped off and I think it's going to have a different look than it did for the last few years. It's going to have a market share. It's going to have a lot more competition involved with it. You know, we're going to have to grow at the expense of competitors and spots, right? We're going to have to go kick their ass and take their eggs out of their basket while they're trying to take ours. Um, so I think that's what 24 is going to look like. And, and you know, the, the goal around here is to is to improve. That's the other part. When you have that many years of experience, you lose some of that technical expertise, right? And, and if you look at Arnold Packaging and Arnold Automation, you know, there's good, fast, and cheap. We are good and we are fast, right? And good is that technical expertise part because we have so many pros and technical experts in all those spots. We're, we're busting our ass to get that type of technical expertise back. So those are, those are on, on, on day one of uh, working new year. Those are some of the things that we've, we've highlighted and are absolutely head down on. Okay. Do you have my question to you? And somebody might have this if they're listening, probably as well. What, what are your strategies? Do you have any very specific, concise strategies? Yeah, they're so they're, that? they're yeah they're a little different. I mean, you know, we have we have uh, some very unique operating groups inside the organization. I mean, obviously, you know, sales a lot of new salespeople here that uh, we're working on the training and and having to teach them what makes us us right and and really the word for that to me is value proposition. You know, what is the value proposition? of the 800 purchasing customers that we have, why do they shop here? And each one would have a little bit of a different answer. I mean, we have some customers that we're hyper engaged with. One we deliver to every single morning, every day, 252 days a year. Um, others less, you know, they, they, they might even, we might just be a name on a piece of paper because we have something that they need that, that we get there fast. I don't even know. But um, so really that in that piece, it's about 
is getting that technical expertise into the sales organization because they have to be very consultative in how they approach and how they show up. You know, if your tagline is protecting your product and your profit, you know, protecting the product piece, right, is about is about having great packaging solutions. The profit piece is about understanding the business case around mm-hmm. it and being able to quantify and articulate that to a customer or to a prospect. And that happens through the vehicle that is our sales force. So, you know, as it relates to training around that, that's what that looks like, or that's where we're head down. We hired a lot of people that are great salespeople. You know, if you look at sales, there's a few different components. There's subject matter expertise time and territory management and sales process. So we've got players on our team now that are very strong at sales process, time and territory management. They're not subject matter experts yet. So first, we've got to teach them the subject matter expertise, and then we have to show them how you convert that into value proposition and then articulate a story to somebody that actually matters or at least is compelling enough or inspirational enough to have them want to come and join as a customer. Right. So that's what that part looks like. Yeah. And, you know, and, and ops a little bit, you know, ops a little bit different, right? Maybe productivity or 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 waste management, some things, uh, working on our sustainability constantly, you know, how do we get to zero to landfill? So there's just a couple, couple of things that... Uh, each group has been tasked with different things, um, but everyone has some type of a, of a number one responsibility that they're that they're work driving towards delivery for twenty twenty four. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, I, the um, I'm going to back up a little bit because we we uh, I don't I, I don't talk that much about the personal stuff. I will tell you one great thing that came out of the podcast. There was a question about you know what were some of the outcomes of the podcast. We got into a couple of them towards the end of our last episode. One being how close you and I got together. You know mm-hmm. who gets to sit with their spouse and talk for an hour about any number of different topics that change up every week. And sometimes you have a chance to prepare. Sometimes you are literally figuring it out on the fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I watch some of our past episodes, I, I will. Fast forward from beginning of topic to end of episode, and you've watched us figure out real time what we actually thought about it, which might have been completely different from where and we had an episode we were talking about, you know, what we do outside of work. And I realized that I didn't do anything. And my contribution uh, to and, and my commitment to you and to the, the viewer base is that I would get back into singing. Mm-hmm. So that's one that um, without the podcast, I don't know if I would have been pressed. Like, that's hard. You talk about these courtesies. That for me is excruciatingly hard. And I'd forgotten what it felt like to suck at something. You know, I mean, I, I bar far from perfect, but you know, I haven't played golf for years and, and honed certain skills and having to go all the way back to just naked, unadulterated zero. Mm-hmm. That has been singing for me. It has been fun and I've enjoyed the process, but this, that's a, a podcast moment that I, I think is also going to have a lot of benefits just in every single thing else that, that I'm doing inside the business. That's a, an add on to your 2024 plans, but I just wanted to look back at that that moment and and uh, and just tell you and everybody else that I, I think that will be huge for um, 24 and going forward and and what I'm learning and exercising different muscles than I've generally exercised in the last you know 50 years yeah no I think that's um 
and I'm, I'm going to jump back to the business piece so we stay on track and not are all over the place. But I, I agree. And I, I love that you got backed into that. And it's, you know, you've got your singing thing now and I've got my running and ultra marathon. And it, it's it's cool to see both of them side by side and us supporting each other mm-hmm. in that. I don't you know, I, I want to be racing in ultra marathons. I don't know if you have any desire to be up on that stage singing. I but, do. I do. <laughs> it went, went appropriate. Okay. Right. You're, you're, you're working towards it. I'm working towards it. And there can be smaller stuff. They also realize that there could be smaller stages between here and there that I'll get my ass kicked on and then <laughs> come back and work a little harder and then go try it again and then come back and work a little bit harder. And yeah, so it's cool. It's something I could do for my entire life, which, which uh, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And girls and get a kick out of it too. They're, they're fascinated. They by it. get a kick out of you it. Know, all when right. I hop in the car and I'm, I've just finished up my, my Jeff Roca singing warm up. <laughs> they're always, <laughs> they're always, uh, I think they laugh, uh, in this very weird, uncomfortable way, uh, yes. which I always get, a, yes. <laughs> I always get a kick out of. Definitely. <laughs> I'm going to go into business for Tegler construction and supply. And then I want to get back to, because this was next on the list, is the podcast and our plans for, because that's definitely part of our vision for 2024. Absolutely. So let me start with Tegler Construction and Supply. And this is, I got into this a little bit on the last episode, but it's a really different mindset because my mindset, as you know, for better or worse, is always more, bigger, harder. And I don't think that, well, that's not the plan for this year because it's not the smart plan. It's not what we need. We, I want to do more with a lot less and not, not, I I think I'm saying that we need to get more efficient. Mm -hmm. So what I'm really looking for this year, and this is something I need to have, I haven't even had a team meeting where we're talking about this. We had a team meeting today, but we, this is something I I really want to get with my team on. And it's, I think we finally have the team that we need for now in place. And it's a really solid team. And I think everybody on the team, everyone on the team has been here long enough. Um, Marie's really new, but coming from the construction world, she she just jumped in really quickly. So everyone on the team is familiar enough and experienced enough to be able to now collectively as a team refine our processes to make them way more efficient it's taken us a long time to build them we're continually changing them but now i think we've got to make them so efficient to remove all the gaps and the inefficiencies and the time wasting and the costs that 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 that's a big part of it two i think now we are not looking for more business more volume more revenue it's about being very particular on the customers we work with, on the vendors we work with, on the projects we choose, on what we're making profit margins on those, saying no just as much as we're saying yes, figuring out and becoming very clear on who we are and stick, being very assertive and diligent and sticking to that. Because again, when you're a young company, anybody that's just starting a company, we talked to um, uh, a gent that's starting a new business at the wedding mm-hmm. who, you know, um, I'm not saying his name. I don't know if you care, but 
Anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't think Chris would care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there Chris you go. is out there. Yeah, I know. But I think the, the lead-in was we met him for the first time, someone we've been back and forth for years when, you know, we talk about the mask business on prior episodes. This was he, well, he, was our partner. He was a partner in, in the, Calif- uni- in in the u- uniform business that we ended up um, partnering with to make masks. Yeah. And now he's starting his, his, his own venture. And we had another great side conversation, which I'm going to bring up in another episode. It's not really relevant here, but... You know, um, where was I go? Oh, so someone like that, like in talking to him, it brought back those memories of just want to do everything, want to take everything on, want business. And you have to do that to some extent. But we're beyond that now. And I need to refine my own mind. Um, and I, I'm, I'm having a hard time pulling that word. It's about being a professional and understanding what you need and not always leaning towards my propensities. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And just being smarter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just getting really clear on who we are on our vision and making more out of maybe less, just being so much more efficient and finding those gaps in efficiencies. Like that's, that's really what I'm looking for this year. And the other piece, which is becoming very, very top of mind for me is I want to empower my team more. Um, they already have a ton of autonomy and and they are very empowered. I hope Uh, we would have to ask them to know, but Mm -hmm. Because I want to be in a place where I could remove myself and the business could run mm-hmm. very well. Yep. Um, and and th- I was doing a LinkedIn, which I failed miserably, but experimentation where I did t- questions every day it's that people ask. And several people asked me who, in different ways, who are you grooming? What happens if Brit is inv- invisible? I think somebody put it. But it just made me start. Invisible, th- that's a nice one. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> there's made, the pie truck. There's the, you know, you win the lottery. Invisible. I, I think their, I their question was a little different. But anyway, it just got me thinking more and more about it. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I really want my goal this by the end of this year is to have this place where if I'm not here, I'm not worried about that's not my plan. I plan to be here, but to have everybody so empowered and familiar with different parts of the business. And that is going to be me showing and exposing. I mean, there are things I just do mm-hmm. that are some executive decisions, some not, some super tiny little tasks that I just do and don't think about. And I've never taught anybody or told anybody. They have no idea. So it's just taking note of those and making sure I'm exposing my team and teaching more. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's the goal for Tegler and Construction Supply. And then um, another business I will be part of is for West Supply, which I haven't shared the name yet, but it's going to be a DC location, not affiliated with Tegler, different entity in the building materials world. Again, I'm not, I'm part of it. I'm a, I'm a cog in the wheel there. Um, But getting that up and running as a new entity, which is going to bring back a lot of this, the startup, which is great because Mm -hmm. as we are, as a team building that company, I can talk and share real time about what we're going through because that's what entrepreneurs and startups need to hear. They need to hear other people that 
are experienced, but also are on the same level. Not, not that I've done it 50 years ago. Times change. People forget things. Oh, how time and memory changes. Right. Sure. Like, you know, or, or now, or have different resources. Cause I think sure. that's, that's one of the, so time being one thing, but resources being another, you know, when, when you are strapped for or scrapping resources, right. And then that's a different thing. We talk about, you listen to people that, that wrote the book or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I'm always interested in how far away they are. You know, do they really remember what the what the really scrappy moments look like versus when you get further on and you do have a little bit more room for error because you just have that many more resources, right? You you could one could sneak by and you wouldn't be nearly in the danger of failure that you would in some of these startup types. I think. Um, let me uh, let me ask it as a question. In starting up, you know, in 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 your involvement, and really, I I think you'll have a consultant as, as much as anything Definitely. feel yeah. inside of Absolutely. that business. Absolutely. What there more I, of a consultant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's which I'm excited to watch. Um, the things that you wouldn't, that, that, what you were just talking about is the answer is yes. Now what's the question, right? Mm-hmm. And as a startup, you do that and you might get outside of your lane or we, we've talked about you having the, uh, the G, the GC part of your business for a while, right? You're like, sure. You need a hammer swung. I, I have a hammer. Yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll build that restaurant or anything that comes to mind where you would, you might even say no as painful as it can be when you're starting another organization or when you're counseling or consulting the startup of that organization. Anything that hits you right off the top where you'd be like, yeah, that's something I would absolutely stay away from if asked to do it. I would hold out for a different or a better, let's call it better, but different opportunity um, where I where I took that on in the past. Anything well, coming to mind? <laughs> you just named the one. <laughs> GC, yeah. GC work and any labor, like not touching that. It, yep. it will just be pure furnish only supply. And funny enough, I mean, a lot of these GCs, they do want turnkey, which is furnish and install. And you're very, very incentivized and motivated to do that. So that will be something that's just 100% no. Right. And usually, in, usually that incentive and motive comes from all the risk you have to take on. It's also code for nobody else wants to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, because it's laced with risk and challenge and, you know, all the things that come along with labor and, and workers comp and all of that. So, you no wonder they're trying to get people into it. Yeah. And, and a couple things I do want to add for anyone uh, listening, and hopefully I'm giving you a little bit more incentive to continue to listen. I am real time going to be putting together. So one is like a spreadsheet of very granular nuts and bolts, these things of when you're starting a business, like you have to start an article, um, uh, Oh, now I don't even, can't even, article of a... Articles of Incorporation. Of Incorporation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ha- you have to go get your EIN, like all the, all the very nutsy bolsies. You got to uh, set up your tax account. Yep. Everything you do from the start, and I'm this now, I didn't do this when I first started Tigger Construction Supply. I'm working with a legal team to, I say I, we are working with a legal team to do all this very sequential in the order that makes sense with the people that know what they're doing. But so from start to finish, I'm going to be cataloging all of those, those steps. Cause if you, if you've never done this before, it's confusing. Mm-hmm. Like what entity do I pick? Am I LSA? Am I a corporation? Do I want to get taxed as an S corp? Or don't I? What does that mean? What's a pass through? Yeah. It's so much information. And they're huge because some of those are, you know, so the tax and, implications. Well, they're huge, right? Yeah. I mean, those are things where at the end of year one, let's just say you, you, you check a wrong box and you're now sitting there and let's say you're fortunate enough that you have a person, a tax advisor and they go, Hey, um, it says here you're a C corp. Yeah. Well, Why? 
I don't know, right? I mean, yeah. those are those are yeah. big monumental events where Uncle Sam doesn't just let you uncheck that and and start over again. So yeah, those are those are huge uh, to, to share with the group, and, and it I can, is, and I can help chime yeah. in on that too. And I'm gonna make them very easy and digestible, and then just obviously I don't know what someone's business is gonna be, but just the the steps, and then what you have to think about within each step, um, and I think that will be really helpful. And and. I think I can be way more valuable now because, and I am playing, playing and being a consultant, a consultant role here because I've done it before. And now I just have the relationships. I have the legal, I have the tax guy, I have the, all the advisors that are helping me. So I'm just able to do this better mm -hmm. than I did it the first time. I know, of course, I know so much more. I have so much more help. I have so many more trusted advisors. So I think I'm able to give way better advice of how to do this. Now there's going to be many steps that I'm like, oh shit, screw that one up or mm -hmm. didn't, this is different than, it's not the same. It's DC versus Maryland yeah. for one. Venue, time. Uh, uh, time. All, yeah. uh, so there, and, and all of those I'm going to talk about too, but I think I can be very helpful. We can be very helpful in the process about talking about it um, and even showing some, some visuals or whatever somebody can actually take away and say, hey, this is how you do it. This is exactly how I did it. Yeah, that's, a, that's the thing is new business you need, right? I mean, if it, because there is a recipe aspect to this and man if you put the yeast in after you pull it out of the oven it's too late right it's just hard to find too like everything is just too much it's too much yep like i these are really simple um here it is here's what it looks like and yep. yes there's going to be nuances for everything but here's your start and this is a damn good one yeah getting an ein is the same for everybody so that's helpful. it's exactly <laughs> and you're not a business until you have one so that's that's, that's important that's right and anybody i i really one of my pet peeves is just people that don't want to share really valuable information. If you have, if you, I believe this and I think I will to the day I die, I think I, I, I have the right to change my mind, but. And maybe before the end of the episode. No, I, I will not. <laughs> not on this one. I think if you are really good and the best or believe you're the best or want to be the best at what you do you should be so willing and open to share. You would have no fear about sharing the secret sauce or whatever that is. Because, A, this information is pretty available to everybody. Finding, you got to find and you got to put the work in. But, I mean, it's just... I, I, I just really believe if you're so good at what you do, that's not a worry to you. You're not worried about someone coming in and stealing what you have. Right. Yeah. You st and listen, you still have to execute. We said all the time, right? It's, yeah, sure. I'm happy to share this with you. I mean, we, we sit here and share openly all the time. I probably have competitors that listen, or I don't even know if we do or we don't. But you still have to do it. You still have to execute, right? So I don't so don't sit here with any fear of, of what well, we share, because you still got to stand well, you know, up. know, most won't. Still, mean, yeah, still got to stand up and go and go do it. And that's a lot harder than one would think. I so I have told you this before, the amount of women I have sat in front of and literally show them exactly how to start a woman-owned business, some of them, many of them in building supply and construction, exactly what I do, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't know a single one who has taken that information and executed. Yeah. No, it's not easy. It's and not I'm not easy. saying, obviously, it can be done, and I'm not trying to, and, and that doesn't come as... I don't want that to come off as critical to because obviously people are very capable, but the reality is there are a small number of people 
who will dig in and execute. Yeah. And no. that's just the reality. Yeah, sure. No, that's a recognition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's going to be exciting to watch that. Yeah, um, yeah, and I'm excited better. to get to get in that. It's it's pretty. Uh, it's pre- pre- I say preliminary. It's not preliminary, really. It's moving very fast. Oh, it's here. Yeah, it's it's here. So we'll be talking about it real time. Sweet. Now let's get into love and business. That is, we've talked about some personal. We've talked about some hobbies. We've talked about our business. I have had a hard time because I broke all this out at all my little outline that I have here, and I was like, where do I put love and business? Like wearing that is 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 it a hobby? Is it a, is it professional? Is it like how? And may, we don't have to put everything in a in a box, right? But th- I don't know where we f- where where that fits nicely. Yeah, I, I, I would think say it touches uh, a bunch of yeah. No, it touch it touches a lot. I, I think uh, we've talked about the therapeutic aspect of it, right? It has huge benefit for us just yeah. being able to sit here and talk, and and so certainly derive benefit out of it. I can I can save without question whatever nugget somebody took away or, or maybe made a choice to change something or implement we're take I'm taking far more away from being able to just share and, and talk um, so I, I would say it's all of that I don't think it's going to be possible to put it into just one thing or another I mean I imagine somebody watches and decides to buy a two by four or a packaging thing maybe you know that would be a, a business part of it or People. Please buy a two <laughs> by four from me, people. Somebody buy a bag I of air today. <laughs> <laughs> I bags of air for Joe. Uh, God, that's so, embar- so embarrassing. Um, but uh, so yeah, that part. I think it's all of it. You know, yeah. the, I will tell you too. The people that we meet or the conversations that we had. We were at a wedding this weekend, and you know, Chris came up and said, mm-hmm. I, "I watched one of your episodes. It happened to be this one." And you know, you and I were quickly brought back to that time or what we talked about. It was the one about things that you thought you needed that turned out to be bullshit. And we, you know, hey, blew, and he we, was like, oh my God. And then I told the team we had to change everything we were doing <laughs> because I was like, no, no, don't. Not, that wasn't, not the that intention. wasn't, yeah, not the intention. But, uh, I, I think, yeah, I can only speak personally. I, uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy getting some things off my chest. I, I, uh, now when I have an epiphany of sorts, my first thought is I need to go share that. And by the way, not all of them are pretty. I mean, they're ugly. Oh, the one boy. I was telling you know, the, the meeting I just came out of, not pretty. But I, I, one of my first thoughts is, boy, I'd love that somebody I care about not have to go through that pain and agony. If they just listen to me say it once, then that would be worth all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that is one thing that crosses my mind where I need to share that on the next episode, you know, and, and it's not pretty. Or this is beautiful. I need to share it. It's, it's mm-hmm. all over the place. I mean, you know, we're just bumping through this wild thing called life and stop and talk about it for an hour every so often. So I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think part of it too, I'd answer that question the way I answer business. It's going to be what the customers, listeners, you know, fill that word in here. It's going to be what they want it to be too. The things that resonate and, and, uh, they are attracted to us talking about, and we feel like we can give back more because that's a value Then I think we'll, we'll probably go in that direction in any number of spots. Yes. For me, I am, I, I definitely, you know, I want to grow the podcast and 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 the viewership and i say that and and there's a lot of meaning behind that because i know that the only way we are going to grow the viewership and this podcast like we want is if we are consistent and committed and putting out better information and making everything, whether it's, you know, the aesthetics, how people are viewing it, how the audio is like 
every part of that matters. And between you and I and Tommy and the production team, continuing to look at like all of that with a very close eye and making changes. And I think this year what we've talked about is having meetings way more regularly on a cadence where we are going through those analytics and we are listening to feedback and we are making the changes real time, not at the end of a season mm-hmm. or, and the biggest part I think we know is, is what we're bringing to the table from a content, but that takes a lot of prep yeah, and it, it takes a lot of listening and it takes a lot of engaging our viewers like you listening now of what you want, what do you want to hear and us actually taking that information, synthesizing and answering. Yeah. And so when I say I want to grow the viewership, it really just means I want to bring better and more valuable information and, um, to, to everybody, to everybody listening, yeah. that's the only way. Yeah, no, it's yeah. People are showing up for the content, not the pretty lights and the signs. And I mean, and I all think that. it's all. I it's think about- it's all important. I think. It, I think if we are, if we are focused on all the small details, that's that's that matters. Yeah. Like I, I do think that while we were looking at the last episode, you seeing a line in the middle of that sign and being disappointed with that. It's because it's the small things that we want, we care about. Sure. Well, to not do that would be completely counter to everything we talk about for an, for an hour each week, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be counter. You were, you were, uh, we were getting dressed the other night and I was in the process of threading in my red shoelaces and you walked by chuckling and I said, it only takes another second to do it right. And you stopped for a minute and said, yeah, you know what? You're right. I think about that along the I, way. I do. And, and, it, and it's right. It only does take another I, second I think to do I, it right. I've changed a lot. Actually, I think about that a, a lot now. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm excited about what we're going to do with the podcast I'm so excited about the feedback and I think this year we're going to get really get after it we learned so much last year and I I really have high hopes and expectations of, of what is going to become of 2024 and that it's going to take a lot of work on our end and I think we are I don't think I know we're committed to that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We're equal to it. We don't do anything halfway. That that our list. If you know us, you know we don't do anything halfway. Yes. Good or bad. Right. So <laughs> exactly. So to wrap this up, um, one of the things I've, I've been thinking about, and you and you hear this all the time. It's like you know, the people that are best at what they do, they say no to everything else. They have their their handful of things that they're focused on, and that's it. But that's uh, there, there's so much truth to that. So I, I'm a li- I'm lining up the things that for 2024 like are on the top of my list. And the one thing I have to mention, I'd be so remiss if I didn't. We don't really talk about like I'm never talking about family or, or on this as as it relates to like goals and stuff. That is number one for us at all times. Mm-hmm. Family. Uh, I would give everything else up in the world everything for family. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's just, I don't talk about it because it's just, for me, it's a dub, but I, th- I have to mention it. Mm-hmm. So that's always going to be number one, no matter what, always. But the other things that we talked about, which were, you know, the lifestyle changes, but for me, it's like the, our businesses, obviously family, our marriage, duh, one, our businesses, love and business and running for me. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and if it's, if it's not, those are the, the things I want to put all of that energy into. And when other opportunities arise, as they will, as they already have, that I have said no, that I've pulled on my heartstrings, on my, we've talked about some of them in, in depth, but you know, speaking engagements come up and, and all of these things, like I really want to be adamant about these are the, the focuses. Like if it's not making one of these better or related to it, I've, I've really got to think about it and it's, it's got to be a no. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Yeah. Like, well, what do you think? Um, I, I have mixed. I think I have because mi- I can tell you're not totally agree. No, with this. it's not. It's it's not that. It's it's. I, and I and I. You know, I listen to. Uh, I, we start any number of sentence with everybody says or everybody or whoever. I don't ever really know who everybody is, but I will tell you that yes, I understand. You only have so much bandwidth, right? And and you have you 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 can't. You don't have unlimited capacity to do everything. But I, if there is a part of that I worry about, it's missing some opportunities. And and you're right. I'm in the same. We talk about this a lot. And, and I think both of us have let our responsibilities grow a little bit too much in, in some, in some areas. And we're working on politely pairing them back and and saying no, right. And and have to, but, but, but also those are things where we absolutely got into it and thought, wow, you know what, this is a little further outside or with the bandwidth that I have, this doesn't make the priority list now or anymore, or maybe it never should have, but happy for having had the experience. So I, I, I do agree with the vast majority. I think if there's ever any moment, there is that piece of me that loves the journey so much, you know, the opposite of having on blinders. The danger for me in that is not being able to look side to side and, and see what those other opportunities or, or things that I might love as much, right? I mean, like you hit on running something you've been doing forever, but I don't know. I, I don't want to lose sight of that, but I am like you very aware of the bandwidth and the ability because also too, you don't want to, you don't want to show up for something not having enough bandwidth, i.e. energy or whatever that'd be and, and suck at it. Let someone down because you overcommitted, not because you didn't care. You actually took on the commitment mm-hmm. because you did care either about the commitment or about the person that asked you. And sure. that's what we that's, fight. And that's like, the, that's, that's the hardest part is people that, that people that you love uh, and adore ask you for something. And there are times, certainly in the past, where we have, we have accepted because of the person, and and the, the cause was worthy, and and you know what, what, whatever that part was. But any number of spots, it was I just love John, and you know I just can't let John down. And then I actually let John down anyway because I never had the yeah. bandwidth to be able to commit the way that that John wanted me to. Like John invited me on there because he knows how I show up, and I wasn't able to show up. So those are things. I mean, I, I think that's one of the hardest parts about you know. Um, being in demand in spots. And I, I mean, things as simple as my teammates around the corner need me to help solve something in demand to uh, nonprofit organizations. Right. I mean, that's a, a very wide range between there, but yeah, no, that's something that we're, uh, I, I agree with you completely. Certainly the family thing goes without question. And, and obviously our, you know, our businesses have got to, you know, that, that is our platform. You know, we, we talked about this any number of times early on where, you know, we have the love and business platform because of the platforms that are Arnold packaging and Tyler construction supply, because so much of our content and the things that we talk about, we know about, are fortunate enough to have exposure to because of running those businesses and the awesome people that we get to associate with as part of running those businesses. And then we get to talk on camera to to 
to people that like to listen and we get to share those experiences. So yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm winning with you on all that. I think if there's anything, I'm always like, all right, let's, like I never want to get so tunnel visioned that I, I couldn't miss something that I would absolutely love because I was you know, only willing to focus on this and not consider that. So maybe consideration is the word that I would use for me in there. I, I get, and I think Give I it some consideration. I that. agree, and I, I think there's a time and place for all of it. And what I really feel strongly about, and I've thought about this going into 2024. I think I found in obviously running the businesses, but in podcasting and in running the two things that I am really. Lo- they're hard for me, both of them, but I really love. Yeah, this uh, is definitely working our cortices, right? This yeah, is, we uh, we work hard at it. You you work very hard at it. I mean, I, I I give you all the credit in the world for how hard you and Tommy work at this stuff. I watch the emails go by and take them in, but you two are are at it. Yeah, and I I, I think I've really identified. It's taken me a while, but like these are that the podcast and trying to trying to be really really a good eventually ultra marathon athlete, a serious one, are two things I've really really want to give everything to like those two things and the businesses. Um, and so now that I've identified that, like, I don't even, I don't even care about, I just, I just want to put all the time. Cause I know if I don't focus everything, like I want to get as much out of these two things as possible. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see how far I can take those. And I've, I've, I've figured that out. And so this year is exploring that, like how deep and far I can go with that, with, with those, how we, I'm going to say it's, everything's we. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. But, and, but there's nuances to what you do and nuances to what I do. And as I said in the intro, we get to bring everybody on the journey with us. Yeah. All right. Well. It's going to be a fun ride. Yes. Cheers 24. Cheers to that. Happy New Year, everybody. Same to you. Happy New Year. That's a wrap on our 2024 year look ahead. We will continue to share our goals, discoveries, challenges with you as the year progresses. And please do the same with us. That collaboration piece is so important. And as always, thank you for listening. And thank you to our production team for making it all happen behind the scenes. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on all the platforms. That is YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. That's under Love N. That's the letter N business. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can check the show notes and get all the information there. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. It takes just a couple of seconds and it really lets us know that you like what we're doing. We get a lot of energy from it. would love to see you hit that subscribe button. Our next episode will be dropping in two weeks on Wednesday, January 31st. While it's not 100% yet, it's a very good chance we will have our first guest on the show. Very recognizable and inspirational. So stay tuned for more details to come. I will definitely stay tuned. And I'm excited. Welcome to Ace Rodney. They've talked for the superstars. Tonight, tonight, this guest, the incredible, incredible.